How to Get People to Share Your Podcast. Welcome to The Audacity to Podcast, episode 315. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch and improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. Word of mouth is by far the best way to grow your podcast when other people are telling other people about your podcast. So this episode is all about how you can inspire and equip your audience to share your podcast with others. Here's the quick overview. Make a great podcast. Ask for shares. Write descriptive shareable titles. Enhance the website experience. Add the right social sharing buttons. Optimize the social metadata. And look for other ways to simplify sharing. If you'd like to follow along in the show notes for episode 315, then look at them in your podcast app or go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash shareable. First, make a great podcast. This needs to come above everything else because nothing else you can do to your podcast matters as much as making a great podcast does. If your podcast is horrible, then no one will want to share it regardless of how easy you make the process. So when people consume content, they're looking for one or both of these things. And you hear me talk about this quite frequently. They want to be helped, that is inspired, educated, motivated, informed, encouraged, things like that, or they want to be entertained, humored, amused, provoked, engaged, stuff like that. And if your podcast doesn't do at least one of those things, then you have some really important work to do so that your podcast is either helpful or entertaining. Now, it can be great if it's both, but it doesn't have to be both. Your podcast helping people to recover from the death of a loved one doesn't need to be entertaining, and that might not be appropriate. And your entertaining podcast doesn't need to motivate people to do something in the world, although that can certainly have its appropriate places. Think about your podcast as a restaurant. It doesn't matter how good your branding and marketing for that restaurant are. If the food and the service that you provide in that restaurant are horrible, then no one will want to eat there, let alone recommend it to their friends and family. So you need to ask yourself, is your podcast actually good? And you need to ask your audience that. Maybe not directly to ask them, hey, do you think our podcast is good? But ask it in different ways and see that answer in their different pieces of feedback, whether that's emails that they send where they say, oh, I love this thing about the podcast, or this is my favorite thing you do, or I kind of wish you didn't spend so much time on this, or look for it inside of your podcast reviews where they say, this is my favorite thing from the podcast, or this has really inspired me to do that. And you can use mypodcastreviews.com to get all of your global podcast reviews sent to you automatically. And I'll be thanking the people who have written some kind reviews for me later on in this episode. So is your podcast actually good? Look for those things that you can do to improve it. Look for those things that you're doing well and further enhance those or do those more often. This is one of the most exciting things that we do inside of Podcaster Society is a podcast evaluation. We did one just last week at the time of this recording 
And it's where we look at a supplied episode of a podcast and evaluate it through technical ways as well as content, presentation, production, promotion, profit. Our goal is to help that podcaster achieve their goals. After our evaluation of a podcast just last week, the podcaster said it was such a great podcast evaluation. And they said, quote, I learned a lot and Daniel provided me with new things to think about moving forward. So if you're interested in learning how to take a podcast that you feel is maybe average and make it amazing, or if you feel your podcast is pretty good and you want to make it even better, then check out podcasterssociety.com to join over there. But even if you can't join Podcaster Society, listen to your audience. Listen for what they're saying. Listen for what they're not saying and make a great podcast. This is more important than anything else you can do to your podcast. This isn't the simple idea of if you build it, they will come, or rather the exact quotation is if you build it, he will come, but you need to build something that's good so that when people come to it, they will want to stay and they'll want to bring others back. Is your podcast actually good? That's the first thing. Next, ask for shares. I know this may seem obvious, but it's often something we forget in the course of our podcasting. If you want your audience to do something, you have to ask them to do it. So the first thing to do is make sure you always give value before you ask for value in return. The first thing people hear in your podcast should not be your asking for things. Take, 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 take. The first thing they should hear should be your giving things. You give, 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 give. And at some point, yes, you can take or ask in return. And as podcasters are asking for things or giving certain calls to action, I think the trap that many of us can fall into is including too many calls to action. You could ask people to subscribe, to rate and review your podcast, to comment on an episode, to share that podcast or share an episode, to donate, to support your sponsor, to follow some recommendations you have, and so much more. So the second thing to do when you're asking for shares is to stop asking your audience for so much. I've covered that in a previous episode, number 283, why you should stop asking your audience for so much. I have a link to that in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash shareable, or that link is visible in your podcast app, most likely. So reduce and simplify the things that you want your audience to do. So maybe it could be something like this. Your first episode of the month, you ask them to share the episode with others. Your second episode of the month, you ask them to subscribe to your email newsletter. The third episode, you ask them to do something else. Or it could be that everything goes to the one request you have for your audience that you repeat episode after episode is please share this with others. Whatever you're asking your audience to do, reduce the number of things you're asking them to do and simplify that. Because of all the things the audience could do for you, telling others about your podcast is usually the best way they can support the podcast. This will help your podcast grow far more than ratings and reviews or subscribing to your newsletter or different things like that. If you want to grow your audience, your audience is the best way to grow your audience. How you ask is also important. So focus on the benefits your audience can give to others by sharing your podcast. Don't focus on the benefits that you get. Here's an example of a bad way to say this. 
please share the podcast so we can get more subscribers. Where's the focus in that? It's on what you gain. Maybe a better request could be, please share the podcast so our community can grow. This focuses then more on growing that community that your audience is in, and they may be interested in having more people part of the community, but it's still not the right focus. One of the best ways that you could ask this would be something like this. If you liked this episode and think someone else would, please share it. Or if you know someone else who would benefit from this episode, please tell them about it. Requests like that then focus on equipping your audience to help other people. And yes, you benefit from that, but that's not the focus of the request. So ask for shares from your audience. Next, write descriptive, shareable titles. As I teach in my SEO for Podcasters course, titles are the most important text on the internet. Because by default, titles are what display in and most affect your search results. And titles are what show in podcast apps. Titles are what display largest on your website. And titles are, by default, what share in social networks. So I think a good title will be three things. Descriptive, compelling, and shareable. Descriptive is making it clear what the episode or the overall podcast is about. Compelling is inspiring curiosity to the right people, to relevant people. And shareable is making your titles short and written without first-person pronouns so that it makes sense for your audience to share it. For example, imagine an episode that seeks to share and review the best vanilla cream sodas. Because why not? I love vanilla cream sodas. If you want to be a good friend, bring a vanilla cream soda with you. Imagine a title like this, Bottle Fights. Okay, it's cute, and it may be slightly entertaining, and it may make sense when someone has listened to the episode, but a title like Bottle Fights for an episode wouldn't describe the episode's contents. So maybe you get a little bit more descriptive with a title like Vanilla Cream Sodas. Okay, that is more descriptive than Bottle Fights. It more clearly communicates what the episode is about, but it wouldn't compel people to click on it. Simply, Vanilla Cream Sodas. So you might try something a little bit more, like my favorite vanilla cream sodas. Now, this is descriptive, and it's a little more compelling, and a little more descriptive as well, but it's not shareable because the my in that sentence then becomes the voice of the sharer. So if I did an episode called My Favorite Cream Sodas, and then you share that, you are then saying My Favorite Cream Sodas. When they're not your favorite cream sodas, maybe they are, maybe they aren't, but it's no longer in the proper voice. So then you incorporate all three of these principles into a title and you might come up with something like the 10 vanilla cream sodas you should try. See, it's descriptive, it's compelling, it's shareable, and it even is a little bit more personal because it uses the word you in it. You're addressing a person directly. And many studies from many different social media and marketing companies have found that when you address someone directly in a message, that it improves the engagement, whether on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, in newsletters, and much more. So write descriptive and shareable titles. Next, enhance the website experience. A frequently asked question among podcasters is about which link you should use when promoting your podcast. The most common options are your main website URL, your Apple Podcasts or iTunes URL, your Android subscription URL, your individual episodes webpage, 
your how to subscribe page, and there could be other things to consider as well. I think the best strategy is actually to promote all of these with some kind of rotation and in relevant contexts. But for your audience, the best and easiest thing for them to promote is either your episode directly from their podcast app, as most podcast apps will have a way for them to share what they're currently listening to, or have them share your episode's webpage. So you need to make this a positive experience when people visit your webpage, and there are several ways to do this. First, don't interfere with the experience with some kind of pop-up or interstitial or something like that that prevents them from getting to the content, especially if this is their first time visiting your webpage or it's one of the first pages that they view on your site. But then after that, make sure you embed a big and obvious podcast player near the top of the page and provide a written summary of the episode. And this could be no more than a paragraph. This also needs to be near the top of the page so they can very quickly see what this episode is about and whether they should continue listening or continue reading your show notes. And provide more thorough show notes, such as an outline of what is in the episode or even an article style of show notes like I like to do with the Audacity to Podcast. Also, make sure you link to the top podcast subscription options, which would be Apple Podcasts, subscribe on Android, RSS, and maybe a couple other options like email or Stitcher or something like that. And offer social sharing buttons. Your primary goal for your podcast website should be to make it as easy as visit website, press play. Yes, you want to inspire people to subscribe. Yes, you want them to take action on certain things. But the top priority is for them to be able to visit the website and press play and hear your podcast episode. So enhance that website experience for your visitors. Next, add the right social sharing buttons. Social sharing buttons are now standard for nearly all website content. And if you want your audience to share your content, then adding social sharing buttons is the simplest way to make that possible. Plugins like Social Warfare, which is my favorite, can give you buttons for Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Reddit, StumbleUpon, email, Buffer, Google+, and many, many more options. But offering more choices for sharing makes the decision actually harder and even reduces the chances of someone sharing your content. Thus, you don't want to litter your site with every social sharing button a plugin offers, which could be 20, 30, or even more. Instead, look at your website analytics to see what social networks are most popular. You may try sharing your content out to a bunch of different social networks on a regular basis, but only a couple of them bring much traffic back to your website. In the show notes, I have a link to a blog post by the makers of Social Warfare where they talk about how you can look at your website analytics to determine what are the best social network buttons to include on your website. And then when you get that information, include only those buttons. At the least, I recommend Twitter and Facebook sharing buttons, as those are usually the most common ways for people to share content as well as engage in social networks. Then what other buttons you include will depend largely on what fits your content and your audience the best. For example, if you have a creativity-focused podcast and a lot of very attractive images on your site and in your episode notes, then Pinterest will probably be really important for you and your audience. But maybe a different network is more important for you. 
You have to look at your own analytics to decide what's important for you and best for your audience. And if you're looking for a great plugin to add those social sharing buttons to your website, I recommend Social Warfare. It's the best in all of my tests, and I've tried a whole bunch of different plugins. It does cost, but I think it's well worth the investment. So you can get the link to that, my affiliate link, in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash shareable. So make sure you add the right social sharing buttons. Not all of them, please, not all of them. Try to do as few as possible and you may see more people sharing your content then. Next, optimize the social metadata. Don't stop with merely enabling the social sharing of your content by putting those buttons on your website. By default, the social sharing tools like Social Warfare or other plugins will use the web page title and the first or the featured image and some kind of excerpt if it's written or the first several or certain number of words of your post. And that will then embed in those social networks when a link is shared to your content. An image pulls in, a title, a description, sometimes some other stuff, sometimes less stuff than that. And what's automatically pulled in by default may not provide the best experience for your current audience and especially not for your potential audience. In my SEO for Podcasters course, I talk about things like avoiding front-loaded patterns. So you're not always saying in this episode, in this episode, in this episode, and the beginning of your episode titles aren't stuffed with some kind of meaningless pattern that will especially be meaningless to people from outside of your podcast who aren't familiar with your show already. And there are several ways then to make your content stand out and thus be even more shareable onto these social networks. So using Social Warfare, for example, you can do all of the following for each episode that you publish on your WordPress website. You can add a custom wide image that will be then embedded with your link on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, and several other social networks. You can also add a custom tall image that will share to Pinterest, and that's because tall images work better on Pinterest than wide images do. And you can write a custom title and description for when your episode is embedded on those different social networks, including Facebook, Twitter, and Google+. So that instead of saying in this episode, you could say something that will make more sense to people from outside your podcast. You can't even write an optimized message with possible hashtags and app mentions for sharing your content on Twitter and Pinterest. So that when someone clicks on that tweet button, it doesn't merely tweet out the title but it tweets out something maybe slightly different. Maybe it is the same title, but this time it has some hashtags in it or at mentions in it. And the same thing on Pinterest as well. And that's incredible power to make this better for your audience as well as for the people who will see that message that your audience is sharing when you optimize the social metadata like this. And there are other plugins other than Social Warfare that can allow you to do this, like Yoast SEO is free, and some of the other social sharing plugins are free or paid, will allow you to set this kind of custom metadata. But in my experience, Social Warfare does the absolute best job of this. In fact, at least when I decided to switch to Social Warfare and started paying for it, I found that no other social sharing plugins would let you customize what image is shared specifically for Pinterest. And I love that ability to make a tall image that goes out to Pinterest through the Pinterest buttons on the site instead of the default wide image or maybe a square image or something else. So optimize your social metadata. And if you're interested in social warfare, 
I have that link in the show notes for you. Lastly, look for other ways to simplify sharing. Whether you're integrating social sharing onto your website or you're automating sharing on your social platforms, or you're even following up with guests that have been on your podcast, make this process, whatever that process is for the other people, make it as easy as possible and appropriate for their specific contexts. For example, if you have me as a guest on your podcast, you could then send me some suggested messages and a link that I could share on my own social accounts. And such messages would be best if they're short, they're written from my perspective, not yours, and they communicate the reason I think my audience should listen to your episode. So for example, a bad way to do this would be to send me this message to share with my audience. Listen to at the Daniel J. Lewis on the How to Be Awesome podcast and a link. That would be bad for me to share because I would never need to at mention myself in my own message. And it doesn't tell my audience why they should even listen to this episode. A better message might be something like, I had a great time on at John Doe's podcast. Listen at and the link. This is better because it's in my voice but it still doesn't tell my audience why they should listen or what they'll get by listening to that podcast. So the best form of a message like this could be something like, do you know what the best cream soda is? Listen to us talk about sodas, podcasting, and more on John Doe's podcast and the link. And yes, that does fit within a tweet. This kind of message, and of course, customizing it to what fits for your specific guest or that specific context, It's personal, it's descriptive, and it's compelling. And it's shareable for me, which is really important for it to be if you want me to share that message. You can offer these kinds of messages to your audience so that they can copy and paste them into their own social networks, or you could get fancy by using special tools like clicktotweet.com, or we have our own click-to-tweet generator inside of Podcaster Society that has even more features than click-to-tweet.com creates. But these kinds of tools will then pre-fill a message from their account. So they click on that link, they see the message already pre-filled for them, and all they have to do then after that is to click tweet. Whenever you post, you can also simplify sharing of the content from your episode instead of merely sharing the overall episode. This could be in the form of poll quotes or images or audiograms. Those are those short animated videos with some kind of audio excerpt or any other kind of excerpt of your content. And that can often be more compelling, interesting, and valuable than the overall title or description of that podcast episode. But whatever you do, remember to keep it simple, keep it relevant, keep it useful, and Don't overwhelm your audience with too many options by saying, oh, you can share this message, or you can click to tweet this, or you can share an audiogram, or you can go to the show notes and share poll quotes, or you can do this, or you can do that, or you can do all of these other things. Keep it simple and look for those other ways to simplify sharing. So once again, how to get people to share your podcast? Make a great podcast, ask for shares, write descriptive shareable titles, enhance the website experience, add the right social sharing buttons, optimize the social metadata, and look for other ways to simplify sharing. 
Now, if this episode helped you and you think it might help someone else, I'd appreciate it if you would share this episode with others. Go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash shareable to get all of the links and references I mentioned in this episode, as well as see your options for sharing it. I want to thank Paul C. from the United Kingdom, who wrote a kind review for the Audacity Podcast, saying, I keep pretty much all Daniel's episodes loaded on my iPod in my car and routinely listen to them over and over again. I'm currently on episode 13 of my own show and still learning new things to consider and incorporate. Daniel has a very patient, clear style, which suits me, and I rather wish I'd listened to his show earlier. But plenty of stuff to take on board for the most accomplished podcaster, too. I now look forward to each new release. Thank you, Paul C. Now, Paul didn't mention the name of his podcast. I tried looking around for it in different apps and directories. I I couldn't figure it out. So, Paul, if you can, comment on the show notes for this episode, and I'll update the show notes with a link to your podcast. Also, Steve Higdon from the United States and host of the Insider Threat podcast wrote, Thank you so much for the fantastic tips and strategies that you provide for people trying to improve their podcasts. Without your show, there is no way that the Insider Threat podcast would have even gotten off the ground, much less experience the unexpected success that we have had so quickly. That's fantastic. I love seeing these kinds of reviews where you can tell me the kind of results you've had or what you've been applying in your own podcast and what kind of success you're achieving with that. So thank you, Steve Higdon, for that kind review. His podcast is the Insider Threat Podcast. And here's a little more about the Insider Threat Podcast. This is a podcast where we explore the issues today with the insider threat or human factor of our organizations. We also talk about ways to tackle those issues through training, culture, and technology in order to help information security and business professionals reduce risks in their environments. If you'd like to check that out, then the website is insiderthreatpodcast.com, and I have the link to that in the show notes for this episode as well. Thank you for those kind reviews. They're really encouraging. And if you write a review for the Audacity to Podcast, please make sure you mention your name and your podcast in your review so that I can give it a shout out and link to it in the show notes like I was able to do for Steve's podcast, the Insider Threat Podcast. Podcaster Society will be reopening soon. So if you're not on the waiting list and you're interested in joining, then go over to podcastersociety.com and get on that waiting list. Start learning more about what's offered inside and get a special offer when it opens for registration. I hope to see you at Podcast Movement soon. But in the meantime, now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the audacitytopodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. And please remember, nominations are still open for the podcast awards. The process is super easy and you don't have to do that daily voting thing anymore. Go over to podcastawards.com and we'd love it if you would nominate three of our shows in the separate categories. It's super easy. I can't believe how easy it is. It's really as easy as you create an account, you pick our podcast from some dropdowns, and you submit. It'll take you maybe not even a minute to do. So under business, we've got Beyond the To-Do List. Under TV and film, we have Once Once Upon a Time podcast. And under technology is The Audacity to Podcast. That's over at podcastawards.com. Thank you for your support.